Hello and welcome to the far happier, not miserable version of the Cinematic Adventures podcast. Uh, because we recorded and put out our misery fest, now as a as a coping mechanism, we are going to talk about our favorite comedy. I'm Daniel. Hey, I still I'm still not convinced that our list of hard to watch was it was like you know. They're, they're just hard to watch. Not necessarily misery. I mean, one of my movies was literally called Misery, so okay. I was on point. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. All right. So now we get to talk about our favorite comedies and fight Ooh. over what is considered a comedy, for fuck's sake, lists with comedies. What are you doing? Seriously. Like, there are so many not even remotely funny movies listed as comedies. Every single time we look up a list of, like, best comedies it's like how the fuck is that on that list it just, it's ridiculous and they should be together internet yeah and they can be good movies they're just not comedies i got gems was on one of your lists i haven't even that's seen that i know that's wrong funny. look just because adam sandler is in it doesn't make it funny that's not even remotely funny Punch yeah. Drunk Love was on that list again adam sandler movie does not automatically equal funny i've been saying that for years yeah but for different <laughs> So yeah, so we uh we decided what counted as a comedy and and what I think we both decided was that it's primarily focused on making people laugh rather than having jokes as part of like the bigger movie. If 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 someone tells a joke in a movie, that doesn't mean it's a comedy. That means that that character exactly. told a joke once. Exactly. Like so you can have jokes in movies as a form of levity, but that does not a comedy make. A comedy means the goal of the movie, the entertainment purpose, is humor. It's designed to make you laugh. Not just a movie with, like, a comedian in it or a joke for levity. So, yeah. Okay, now that we've got the definition clear, what's your list, Daniel? All right, so um, so I have uh, my top five and a half. Oh, that's you. Okay. <laughs> I made a top six list because I realized that um my number one paired well with another one so but first let's start with number six is blues brothers Ooh, i did not think of that see this is why i was looking up list because i knew there'd be a movie that i'd forget i also forgot and then i'm like oh that that i'm doing that i don't even care get out of here other one other one sure yeah so blues brothers <laughs> is hilarious uh it's i think it's a spin-off of um a saturday night live character yeah and it's hilarious. It's very well done. It's probably the, is it the only movie from that's the spinoff of Saturday Night Live that was actually funny? No, Wayne's World. Ooh, all right. Like off the top of my head, Wayne's World. Um, other movie spinoffs? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it, other than Wayne's World. Um, but there have been a, a couple movies that are Saturday Night But like you said, most of them are dead in the water. Yeah, so um, we have the blues and... They are on a mission from God in order to uh, raise money for their church. And basically they were raised in a church, I think, and they got arrested. And it, and when um, he got out of prison, they're like, yeah, the band's all shitty. Everyone's miserable. And he's like, no, it's fine. We'll fix it. There's that Australian it's fine again. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. Uh, and then you, <laughs> 
it's it's really fun. It's it's really sweet. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, I haven't seen that movie in probably twenty years, so I don't. I remember that it's funny. I just can't remember why because I don't remember any specific scenes because it's been a long time. Well, a scene... But I do remember that, like when I watch, anytime I watch it, it's hilarious. I just can't remember. There's a great scene. Uh, there's a great scene in it when they first go to the church and they're like, and he and. Um, they're like, oh, we'll just give you the money. And she's like, I don't want your filthy uh, crime money. And then like, oh, fuck. And then she can, and then she slaps him. He's like, oh, shit. And then he just, and then <gasps> they keep slapping and he like keeps swearing. Sorry, that just. Because of, the, oh, I love it. And then it's genuinely good. If it wasn't like a comedy, it would be like this really good crime drama. Uh-huh. And, but it's hilarious on top of all of that. And there's um they they're actually really good singers. I say really good. They're good. I was gonna say like they do you hired want to say really singers. good, or do you want to say they're actually you know they're decent. The two of them are decent singers. They yeah. hired actual singers um to be in scenes, and there's this and even though the odds are stacked against them, and the final ch- chase scene is them with like a thousand cop cars you're like yeah of course they can do it because they're on a mission from god you believe it and someone someone asked me how did how does the how's any of this stuff possible and like because of god obviously (laughs) and you know it's real because you don't need because reasons when you have god exactly (laughs) oh you haven't seen it in ages i haven't it's it's been a long time i'm to the point where like I'm so old and I've seen so many movies that I've probably forgotten more movies than you've seen (laughs) because (laughs) there are a lot. So like that, remember when I was saying like in a few episodes ago where I was like, I actually was uh, for my birthday episode. I was talking about how um, I had a hard time coming up with my favorite movie before the nineties because before like 94, I seldom ever watched one movie twice. I would literally just watch it once, be like, that was good, on to the next. And I would just watch more and more and more. That's why, that's how I was able to build up, like, so many movies. And it wasn't until, like, the mid-90s when I would actually, like, re-watch them. And I wasn't even the type to, like, collect DVDs up until that point. It was, it was like, the late 90s before I started a DVD collection. Because I was like, well, why watch the same movie over and just go watch a new one? So I was, like, all about expansion, but now I'm like, okay... Almost everything that's good has already been done. Let's just watch something that I know will like entertain me. <laughs> so that so now I actually watch fewer movies than I did back then, but I've, I've still seen like thousands. So <laughs> so, so yeah, you- like and Blues Brothers is one of those that like it came out in the eighties, and I saw it in like the early mid nineties. So yeah, it's twenty twenty. So that was so. And again, it was at a time when I was consistently just seeing more movies. So I just I would see it and be like, oh, that was funny, and then see another one, and then see another one. That's why there's so many like classics that if I haven't rewatched it since then, it's like, yeah, I've technically seen it. Like Misery, I've technically seen it, but like what's happening in it? Yeah, I can't really remember scenes because I saw it 20, 30 years ago one time. Good for you. Is fun times. Anyway, um, the problem with Blues Brothers is apparently I can't remember anything that happens in it, but also I can remember everything that happens in it. It's hard to explain. So I mean, that's a very, it's a Daniel paradox. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. So, um, so he gets, uh, he gets out of prison and then he gets picked up by his brother in his shitty car. Uh, and, and I, all right, so let's get the band back together. We can raise money for the church. 
uh, and then it'll be fine. And then they start singing blues. They they were hired to sing a country song, and they're like, "Ugh, that's annoying." And so they do it, and then they, and then they get they switch to playing blues, and then get chased out of the bar. And so they're like, "How the hell are we gonna raise money for the church when we have to when we're actually paying for drinks?" And they're like, "Hmm, we'll have to think of something else." And so they they figure it out. But it's there's a scene because you know that because they're on a mission from God, so they're in a church, and everyone's singing gospel music. And then, uh, uh, um, John uh, John Belushi, what? I think so. Um, yeah, so. John Belushi starts like Jim? glowing blue, and it's either Dan Aykroyd or John Belushi. It's one of the Blues Brothers, and he starts glowing blue, and he he's like, "I see the light." It's stuff like that, but I can't remember anything about it. But also, I can remember everything about it, but it's hard to explain, which is why it's hard. Okay, let's let's just go on to the next one. Then. You can't remember it, but you can remember. It it's enough. really funny. Right. I, I've watched it like nine times. Can't remember a thing about it. Alrighty. Okay. What's your next? Um. My next movie is one that I can remember. It's The Mask. Which is really funny because the sequel to this is on your worst movies list. There's a reason for that. Don't <laughs> take away my fav- one of my favorite comedies and make it garbage. Fuck you. And so... All right, then. Uh, Jim Carrey plays Stanley Ipkiss, and he's a, a cartoon-loving, um, kind person that's... Um, has absolutely no luck and it's a it's a classic crime drama with the femme fatale and the uh and the mob and everything else but also stanley is playing a cartoon character in it wait a minute i have two movies like this so i was like wait a minute are we still talking about the mask (laughs) yeah so um so he works at a bank and cameron cameron diaz starts flirting with him in order to gain access to information so she comes in with a camera she starts flirting with him and he talks about his stupid tie and i can't emphasize enough how stupid this tie is okay and so what makes it the one of the funniest movies to you it's it's uh jim carrey's performance and the fact that basically jim carrey watches cartoons and then he puts on a magic mask and becomes a live action cartoon character it's his performance that that makes it that makes it work and they put a rubber mask over his rubber face. It's great. <laughs> it's almost exclusively his performance. Like everything else yeah. is um, is fine, and by fine I mean fine, not not bad. It's fine. It's like uh, it's like it's like everyone's everyone's there to watch to watch Jim Carrey. This is true. But what's cracking me up right now is the fact that an Australian has to quantify the fine. Because you have, you guys have like bastardized the term, it's fine, so badly you have to be like, no, I actually mean. No, that's just me. <laughs> I just do that. It's not just you. Because like I said, other Australians do it too. Oh. Like I've, yeah. I've learned, it's an Australian thing. You guys just say, it's fine. And you say it's fine, it means like, it's kind of garbage. But <laughs> so it's you have actually. you actually be like, no, it, it actually is fine. <laughs> it's, it's actually fine. It's great. Um, I love, <laughs> I love this movie. It's very funny. I've seen it like 45 times. Um, I love his I love his outfit. I want to get his outfit, by the way. I want to wear it at Comic Con or something. <laughs> okay. We have there's a cameo. It's weird that this guy keeps showing up in things, but this is cameo. I don't know who the actor is, but he was also in Son of the Mask, and he was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He played Ferris's teacher, and he plays the same thing, which is him. Oh, are you talking about Ben Stein? 
Yeah, Ben Stein plays exactly the same character in like four movies where he's just very monotone and he's like, yes, this yeah. is the, uh, this is just a prop. It's from like China. And, and he I does know. that in Ferris Bueller, the mask and I son know. of the mask. How does he have a career as that specific thing? That's a very odd typecast. Um, but it works for him. He's very good at, he's also in American Pie, which is a series that I forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's the dad in American Pie. See, I knew it. I was like, that's why I was looking up lists because I was like, I'm going to forget some shit that I know is funny. And yeah, and as we're talking, I'm like, yep, forgot that. I remembered <laughs> like nine movies since we started talking, but go ahead. Uh, I think it's hilarious. And um, he, he's, since he's a cartoon character, uh, like this is based on a comic, by the way. Um, okay. It's based on a very dark comic because he has the cartoon powers in the comic, but no one else does. So he just murders people. And okay, it's it's made by uh, and Stanley isn't the only one to own the mask in the comic. It was owned by uh, criminals, and they just kill each other. And it's very very dark. Wait, this is based on a Marvel comic? Um, I don't know. I don't know who published it, but it's very dark, and they murder. And like the the thing is that it keeps going to like criminals, and so the criminals get the mask and they use it to gain power and murder people. But you murder people using like cartoon logic. In this, the way that they they changed it, they made it so that the cartoon effects affect everyone. So even though uh, he does stuff that will definitely murder people, they're fine. I can't use the word fine anymore. <laughs> I I thought I thought that he um, in one scene I thought that he put a fish out of his pocket. I'm like, that's not a fish. Ew. Very fun. Uh, but that he, made, he was making balloon animals and he ended with by making a Tommy gun. And they're like, oh, fuck, this isn't fun anymore. And so he just <laughs> shoots all of them. But because it's PG, he, he misses because he's not actually trying to kill anyone. And you have this detective who's like, who is A, curious about how he's doing this and B, suspects Stanley because, he, because uh, when, um, when he got shot, when his tie got shot, uh, the thing turned into his pajamas. So the detective is like, no one else ever has pajamas like you do. He's like, well, those pajamas were uh, stolen. And he's like, these ones. Someone broke in and stole your pajamas. It's like, yep. So he doesn't believe him at all. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, and, and also there's, um when he first left, so there's, there's three, uh, Three famous scenes. One was the Tommy Gun scene. The other one was the uh, the club that he went to, and that's where the suits from. Because he only wears the yellow suit in one scene, I think. No, yes, yes, no, maybe, yes. So he wears the suit in the uh, in the club scene. I think. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. No. Yes. And that's where that's where that scene that suits from. But he, you know. <sighs> yeah, the the so the one that's famous for the marketing that he only wears that once. Oh, thank God. Okay, good, good <laughs> commitment. So, I uh, so there's a cartoon for this because if you're gonna have a live action cartoon, you might as well make a cartoon of it. And in the cartoon, he wears it all the time. But in this, only one scene for the um for the club, and the he robs a bank five seconds before the actual bad guys do, and then he goes to the bad guys club, and so he's like. I, that's the guy it's the guy right there that stole your money and it's like get him then kill him and so now 
the ma- uh, now Stanley has got like the cops after him and the uh, and the mob after him, and he has he has a dog called Milo. And by the way, in Son of the Mask, his dog was called Otis, so it's Milo and Otis. Son of the Mask mm-hmm. thinks it's clever. It's not. Fuck you. So, um, so they're like, oh, how does he do? How did he do all this stuff? And he's like, I don't know, fucking gas or whatever. And he make, there's a scene where he makes the uh, the cops dance, and it's basically a series of funny scenes, like all good comedy, like unlike bad comedies, all the scenes are funny. But they also have like drama, and it's a crime drama, and people get murdered or almost get murdered. Not really get murdered. It's a kids movie. Is it a kids movie? <laughs> Definitely for teenagers. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. So um, they almost get murdered. There's a scene where he um, he hypnotizes all the cops to dance. Uh, and then uh, he, and then the main uh, the main cop says freeze, and he does. He turns into ice. It's fucking funny. Uh, yeah. It's it's hilarious. And there's um there's this crime story, and the and uh, Cameron Diaz. You have uh, two women in this. <laughs> you have two women in this, and Cameron Diaz. You think is the is a femme fatale, but uh, she is actually the nice one and the nice. Um, and the nice woman is turns out to actually be part of the bad guys. Spoilers, like, is but it's you know it's. Funny. I mean, the movie's like twenty five years old at the. Yeah, I don't I know. think you need to worry about spoiling anything. I certainly hope not. But it's yeah. it's it's really fun. I've seen it okay. so many times. So, then what's your next movie? My next movie is uh. So we talked about this uh this uh crime drama. Uh, based with the femme fatale and and all of this stuff with this cartoon character, that's a part of mm-hmm. it. So my next movie is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> of course. Which is that exact <laughs> thing. Um, so fun fact, I'm pretty sure the book that this is based on was actually not a comedy. It was not a comedy. I've read it. Ah, well, It is a serious uh, crime drama with cartoon characters. In it. But it's yeah. basically, basically um, in the book, Roger Rabbit, goes to uh, Eddie's uh, office and um, is and is like, hey, some someone uh, murdered someone murdered me and it was apparently it was a fucking no wait was he he went there for a reason it's fine but it's a real crime drama but it has like cartoon mm-hmm. characters but since like this wasn't written by someone who was working for Disney or Warner Brothers it had generic cartoon characters in it and uh if you if you read the book or you listen to uh the dumb's review of it you're like oh this is fucking dark Mm -hmm. so they ignore that and they make it a silly uh comedy with disney and warner brothers characters in it Mm -hmm. and it's great and it's still like really it's a really good crime drama so you have um you have christopher lloyd playing evil mcbad guy and everyone's like, oh, I wonder who the bad guy is. I'm like, hmm, could it be the tall guy that murders cartoons and is wearing like long black and has this evil smile and looks like he's rubber face? Could it be that guy? I'm like, hmm, I mean, solid maybe. My favorite part of that is the fact that like the tune, anytime he does shave in a haircut, tunes are like obligated to finish it i love that stuff and i like the fact that that it is like a tune killed my brother and he's like oh fuck man sorry um john bubbles yeah that like, okay, I don't so even bubbles. though it, even though it has cartoons that is not 
designed for children. <laughs> no, it's designed for people that grew up watching Disney and Warner Brothers cartoons. Well, like you keep saying Disney, I'm pretty sure it's only Warner Brothers cartoons. No, there's also Mickey and Donald and stuff. Disney and Warner Brothers basically had. Yeah, Disney, uh, Disney and Warner Brothers wanted equal time for their thing. So when, oh. whenever you have like I only remember Daffy like Duck in the, one, you Daffy have Donald Duck, Duck yeah. in the other. So Daffy and Donald were were at a club uh, before Jessica Rabbit, with which was all legs, uh, came in. They were having a piano <laughs> and duo. boobs. She yeah, also had boobs, really big. Yeah, those two things. <laughs> and this movie's wasted on me. So you have um, <laughs> uh, fun times. Uh, and then you have, you have Betty Boop. Betty Boop's there. I'm like, oh, yep, Betty Boop. It's like, I, uh, I didn't. I have to work here since all the cartoons went to color. And I'm like, how does how does that work? You okay? Do you <laughs> well, need she's help? a black and white cartoon. She's adorable. And and basically, because Disney and Warner Brothers both wanted equal screen time for their characters. Whenever you see a Warner Brothers car- uh, character, you have a Disney character like right there. See, that's what's funny, because I don't remember the Disney characters. Like, I only remember the Warner Brothers characters. I remember, like, um, the Wile E. Coyote. I remember Daffy Duck. I don't remember Donald Duck. Donald and Daffy were both playing the piano, and they were doing piano duo. Yeah, I don't. I just remember Daffy Duck. I don't know why. I just, uh, my mind blanked on the Disney part. It's a defense mechanism for how much they own now. <laughs> yeah, right? Sometimes I feel like my paycheck just went straight to Disney. But that was when I had a paycheck. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's funny. There's tons of stuff. Uh, Jessica Rabbit, uh, everyone, everyone thinks that Jessica Rabbit is sexy. I don't see it because... You're gay? Yeah, she, I'm gay. She's a cartoon, but there's well, at least one of them. It's not so much that she's a cartoon because... There are a lot of men who have a crush on cartoon women. Like, a lot. Weird. Like, for some reason, like, you can get it when it's cartoons like, you know, like Jessica Rabbit or something like that. But men have car- have crushes on, like, Lois from Family Guy. Lois? She's just like a regular housewife. <laughs> With, like, a giant head. I mean, they all have giant heads. And a, in that and a really, universe. really annoying voice. Yeah. But there are tons of men who have crushes on her. It's, yeah. People are weird. I I mean I, I can't him. say that I don't have a crush on Archer. So I mean he's hot. Have you seen him? I, I mean, mean <laughs> fair. Anyway, yeah. um, I like that this movie doesn't like it. It mixes the the crime drama and it murders a fucking shoe. And I'm like, holy fuck! Don't do that. That's horrifying. If the, if the tall <laughs> fucking black hat and long coat didn't give you away, the fact that you murdered a shoe did. Fuck you. Piece of shit. <laughs> oh, that was horrifying. <laughs> Fun times. Seeing the behind the scenes for this is also very interesting because, like, they're cartoon characters, right? But they interact with the world. Roger Rabbit moves a fucking chair. And I'm like, how? How, how did you do that? Well, because this is a world where cartoons can interact with the real world. No, but I'm so talking about on the set. Oh, on the set. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, the behind the scenes? Yeah, the behind the scenes stuff is amazing. Because yeah, well, I mean, they didn't have CGI, the scenes, they're except, just showing for, you... except for the cartoon characters. Yeah, well, behind the scenes is just showing you, like, how the cartoons are able to interact with the real world. Like, what don't you get about it? I thought uh... that it was amazing that they could pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course Roger Rabbit can move a chair. What do you think? He can't pick up a drink? Come on, he's a cartoon. 
Uh, I mean, I apologize. I apologize to you. <laughs> I apologize to cartoon characters everywhere. I, I hope that you keep getting work. <sighs> well, I mean, the Happy Time murders showed us that there's, you know, there's another realm. There's a dimension where Muppets together are cartoon. And in that dimension, I want to say. <laughs> uh, that's fair. <laughs> All right. What's up next? Uh, up next. So, yeah, it's great. There's tons of cameos and everything else. Up next. So, well, for me, like I, in talking about comedies, it's like, why did you pick this? What's the, what makes it funny for you? Like what make, what put it on your list of like funny? Of um, all the movies you've seen, why? Okay. So for Roger Rabbit, the reason that it's the funniest, it's one of the funniest is because they're basically like, Hey, I've read this book. That's about cartoon characters. We have cartoon characters. Let's do that. And then there's, there's tons of cameos and and they interact the way you look it's basically fan service avengers endgame was like let's take all of the characters that we've had and and do all the fan servicey stuff let's do time travel so we can do that with this it's like hey you know this character from the 50s no doesn't matter someone else will (laughs) okay this is basically anything that's in their archives they're like hey let's do that let's have a let's have a scene where uh tweety bird uh plays uh this piggy went to market with a very angry cop. Uh, and, and then we can see, and then we can go into Toontown. Um, and he's like, God, I hate everything. <laughs> That's usually. Yeah. He's basically, it's basically what if you were surrounded by cartoon characters? Well, I mean, to be fair, like that's me in real life. But if I could be surrounded by cartoon characters, I would be the exact opposite. I would be like, let's do this. Where's Archer? <laughs> then it turns out he's dating an actual rabbit <laughs> i mean it's archer he dates anything <laughs> that's fair <laughs> uh anyway Anyways, so what's next on your so, list you um, have, this this is the two movies in one right no i got one more and then i got two movies in one. Oh, okay good so um so we got sherlock holmes and sherlock holmes is this is this private investigator who's like i have determined that due to uh this tea kettle over here that you are from north africa and it's like how did you determine that because the dirt nailed it all right moving on Hmm. so everyone was parodying that we had Holmes and watson which i still haven't seen because i don't want to because if i turns out i like that movie it would it would be um i would quit the podcast i wouldn't be able to have like doesn't it have like a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes or something? Like it's... Oh my God. Did it not make it past their margin for error? I, I don't even know. I just know that it's just, it's God awful according to literally everybody. So but what is the movie, the movie you're I'm talking, talking about? about? It's from 1988. It's called Without a Clue. Okay. So really quickly, can I just jump in here and say, it is hilarious to me that not one of your movies thus far was made anywhere close to the 2000s. Yeah, good. That just shows how bad comedies are oh my gosh that reminds me of another one okay keep going okay so without a clue is a Sherlock Holmes movie um where Sherlock Holmes is played by Michael Caine and uh Ben Kingsley plays Dr. John Watson and Dr. John Watson is a is the genius detective but he's making but he made no money from it so he's like hmm because he's a doctor no one trusts him to also solve crimes so he hired an actor played by Michael Caine to pretend to be Sherlock Holmes. And so he basically 
so Michael Caine is going around going, I asked this thing here. And then um, John Watson is looking for actual clues. And it's fucking funny. Because, and, and because uh, Michael Caine's character is, I'm just going to call him Sherlock Holmes. So, because Sherlock Holmes knows that he's, uh, that he's a fraud and an idiot. Like, for example, my favorite line is, um, is when Moriarty is uh, trying to kill Watson and he accidentally almost kills Sherlock Holmes. And, um, and Sherlock was like, do you think he's after me? And he's like, and Watson is like, no, Holmes, he's my intellectual equal. He knows you're an idiot. And Michael King goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, and no one takes Watson seriously. He, uh, he's like, I, I invented you. I can do this by myself. I don't need you. And then he goes and tries to solve the case by himself. And everyone's like, yeah, but Sherlock Holmes, though. He's like, no, I can do it. No, but Sherlock Holmes, though. He's like, ah, fine. And then he goes <laughs> and finds him in a bar. Uh, it's very funny. It's super British. It's, it's so funny. And it's got tons of references for Sherlock Holmes fans. And I think it works brilliantly. There's, um, there's callbacks to how Sherlock Holmes solves cases. And it's basically... He's just, he's an actor and he's putting on a performance. He's like, yes, this, this leaf here. And meanwhile, um, Watson is searching for actual clues. Yeah, I think you've told me about this before. But I haven't seen it. It's, it's super funny. Uh, let's see, who plays Moriarty? I don't know, there's tons. The, um, it feels like an actual, uh, an actual Sherlock Holmes mystery as well. Like they don't half-ass the mystery itself. It feels like a mystery that would be in a Sherlock Holmes book. So uh, Sherlock Holmes is, uh, so the synopsis is great. Um, Sherlock Holmes is a dashing, is as dashing as ever, but with a little secret, Dr. Watson is the brains behind the operation. Uh, when Reginald Kincaid, nailed it, uh, the actor he hired, so, his, so Michael Caine isn't playing Sherlock Holmes, he's playing Reginald Kincaid, an actor who is playing Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Um, he is hired to play Holmes, becomes insufferable. Watson fires him and tries to go out on his own, but finds that he has done um, too good a job at building Holmes um, up in the public's mind. That happens in like five minutes. So the rest of it is that there's a mystery and, um, and Moriarty is trying to stop Watson from discovering him while he's performing his evil deeds. And the, what Moriarty is doing is like a genuine Moriarty mission, uh, mystery. And Michael, okay. Michael Caine and um, Michael Caine and Ben Kingsley have great chemistry and they work so well off each other. And the comedy comes... And like all British comedy that is stupid, uh, the stupid things aren't the characters, except for the fact that uh, Michael Caine is literally playing an idiot. But he's pay- but they're taking themselves really seriously, and that's what makes it funny. Okay. Uh, so it's hilarious. Everyone should see it, uh, especially if you know Sherlock Holmes. In fact, make this your fifth Sherlock Holmes movie. After you get um, to know the character, watch this. So get to know Sherlock Holmes first, and then watch that because it'll be funnier. Yeah, it's a fan film. It's for Sherlock Holmes okay. fans. They assume that you know enough about Sherlock Holmes to get it. Gotcha. They don't. They do not care about new audiences because if you're watching a parody of Sherlock Holmes, you know about Sherlock Holmes. It's like, um, you know, there's a base level of understanding except for Sherlock Holmes. Okay, gotcha. All right, so we're up to my number one. So do you want to do your 
uh, some of your list first, and then we'll talk about uh, my number one afterwards. No, because my list is going to be unorthodox. Like, your list is like, here are five or six movies, whereas my list is going to be like, just me talking about comedies for the rest of the podcast. I appreciate that, because it didn't take that. Um, so, my number one favorite comedy, because I'm such a Star Trek nerd, like a huge Star Trek nerd, is Galaxy Quest. And therefore, we're going to talk about Galaxy Quest and Spaceball. Interesting. Why Galaxy I, Quest and Spaceball? Because one of it is a Star Wars parody that's poking fun at um, Star Wars. And one of it is a Star Trek parody that's poking fun, but could legitimately be a fucking uh, movie about Star Trek. Okay, so basically it's the Star Wars, Star Trek, like Star Wars versus Star Trek, but they're both parodies. Yes. That's why? Yeah, okay. basically. Um, so these two movies are very different. There, uh, there's interviews with the actors from the, um, and they wanted to get the actors to be in this, but it was made in 1999 and st- the next generation was still going on. So people were still taking Star Trek seriously. So mm-hmm. the Next Generation cast says that if they had known what Galaxy Quest would have become and how much of a love letter it would have been to Star Trek, then they would have been in it. And if they had been in it, holy shit. Would it not have been as good? No, it would because have been way I better. Think, no, I don't think so because it would I think... Very different. What, I, it would have been different, but I don't think it would have been as good because you cannot replace Alan Rickman. I mean... You're right. Like Alan Rickman's deadpan is, it's irreplaceable. Without Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, this movie is not nearly as funny. It would have been, had it been the original Star Trek cast, those guys aren't good at like deadpan humor. They're, no, to me, it would not have been anywhere near humorous. It wouldn't be a classic. It would only be a classic to Star Trek fans. And people like me would have been like, "Ah, I'll watch that. Probably. I think it was better because it didn't have them. So it's an obvious spoof for ob- like obvious spoof is obvious, but that's what made it so. That's fair enough. I also this is mainly based. Th- I mean, Alan Rickman is playing Worf basically, but um, but Tim yeah. Allen is playing Captain Kirk. Yeah, but see, and that so that's a, exactly my point. So it's, so it's Tim Allen's Captain Kirk. You're right. Is, Tim Allen's Captain Kirk is like obviously a failed Captain Kirk. Do you honestly see William Shatner being as funny in that scene, in that, in that situation? You're right. Like he would have tried, he would have been playing it up. Like he would have been pretending to actually be Captain Kirk. It wouldn't have been, I don't think it would have come off. You're right. This cast is perfect. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that it's like, why the fuck is, is this shit here? It's like, cause it was in an episode once. I'm like, I hate the writers. <laughs> The best part to me was that it played up like how ridiculous the all of like just fandom in general, just how ridiculous the whole situation is because like everything is set up by and and like the like I love the the contrast between reality and and you know the show and like fandom itself because everything is set up by the perspective of a fan. Mm-hmm. So you have so- to ask like super nerds like what was like what is this what do i do i don't know what to do because the actors are like they just show up and, re- and recite lines but they're like super nerds that are sitting there like oh no you got to go to the blah 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 and push the thing and then that's over there it's hilarious the reason that I, I and i've only just watched space balls like five minutes ago but um the reason i like this 
more than Spaceballs is not, it probably is because I'm more of a Star Trek fan. But also, this feels like a love letter to uh, not only Star Trek, but Star Trek fandom and fandom in general. Like, can you imagine if they did a Marvel version of this? I mean, yes, but it would have to, it would have to be. Mm -hmm. Because the, the kind of parodies that we're getting, like, to my point earlier of like how nothing on your list is younger than 20 years old. Like, the kind of parodies that come out now just suck so bad. Just, they're so bad. So we'd have to be, like, an old-school Mel Brooks-style parody, which is what this type of movie is, which, what Spaceballs is. And I just, I don't see it landing because, for one, you can't say, you can't do those things anymore. You can't say the things that you could say 20 years ago now. And I'm not saying it, like, on a political spectrum, but, like, it people, like, the what things that were considered funny... And things that pushed the envelope then, you can't do that now. So the stuff, so people try to be so safe that they end up like completely missing and it ends up not being funny. And then but like to the opposite, there are people who try to be so edgy that it ends up just being offensive and not being funny. So there's, there's this middle ground that was, there was a lot wider of a landing strip. And today it's like paper thin and so many things miss the mark it's which i think why, is why so many comedies are not but also it might be why so many uh things that we looked at were like had comedy as being like part of a bigger movie like they wanted to be funny but they also wanted to they had comedy as like part of a bigger genre like um i'd call some marvel movies like um well yeah well, Ragnarok marvel or movie, like ant-man the Ant-Man series is comedy. Ragnarok was a comedy, but that doesn't mean like just to me, I think what happens is most movies today that most movies that come out use comedy to, or use a joke as levity, but that doesn't mean the whole movie's a comedy. Like Vice is not a fucking comedy at all. Exactly. In any way. Um, but it's like a couple of jokes are told or like there are a couple of humorous situations, but that's really just to like, give levity to a super depressing movie so, so we, make it a comedy that's true anyway. galaxy quest um so so the the setup for this is that aliens have discovered the signal of the show and they're like oh cool these uh, historical records uh, are of these um these brave heroes and so <laughs> they go to comic-con and they're like hey brave heroes can you help with the with the fucking uh, thing and it, with with that planet and they're like I mean sure and and um Tim Allen's character uh Jason is very into it so um Tim Allen's character is very into it because he's like yeah man I'll be in your stupid show I guess and then he realizes that it's real and he goes to everyone else and the and everyone is like hey and then he's like hey I, I got these things there's aliens and whatever and we're gonna go now and then they're like yeah all right. And then about five, about twenty seconds later, they're like, wait a minute, was he talking about a job? And then they just chase <laughs> after him. They chase after him. Yeah. So, so to clarify, um, aliens believe that the show that they do, Galaxy Quest, is real, and that they're actual, they're actual living beings that have actually been on these quests, and they have the technology that they presented on this show that they think will help them in their real situation. So they go to recruit them and these dumb actors 
are thinking it's just a job and they don't realize that it's actually they're actually being sent out of space yeah I'm, so like um, they're they're figuring it out and like deciding what to do is part of the humor of like what the fuck <laughs> Like, yeah, and they have this, um, and it's hilarious because they know the ship, and uh, the I, I think uh, Sigourney Weaver as Gwen is hilarious because she's like, I have one fucking job on this ship is to sit here and and tell you how this thing works. I know it. <laughs> That's all I do. It's bullshit. I have to wear this dumb outfit, but I but I know this. So. <laughs> get lost and she's hilarious and and it's like 20 years later so one of the actors was a kid on the set because they because they're also parroting some of the um parroting some things from next generation so it feels like a big huge love letter to star trek in general so you got captain kirk uh and from the original and then you got um and you got some other actors that are just they just pluck and pick and choose um characters from different and it's great it's fucking funny it works as a star trek movie if you took all the the comedy out it would work as a star trek episode if not a movie but the fact that (laughs) the fact that they're actors is like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing why is this thing here why is the off (laughs) button for these stupid things on that side why don't you put it here for god's sakes (laughs) um I, so this is one my my one time thus far to uh, comment on a something super popular, which it will not be the last. This is the first time um, <laughs> where I'm from the outside. I'm not a Star Trek fan, so I and but I loved it. I I thought well, I wouldn't say loved it, but I enjoyed it. Like I've seen it most. Um, so I didn't get all those little references um, to anything because like as to, for me. Star Trek was a TV show that was on that like you watched in lieu of watching soap operas because there were only <laughs> like five channels. So it's like you're gonna watch the news or soap operas, or you're gonna watch this because the game shows aren't even on yet. Like that's that was when I would watch Star Trek or be like, fuck it, I'm gonna read a book. <laughs> so like so that's my involvement in Star Trek. So Star Trek um, but I still a- found this funny. Star Trek is at least as good as Days of Our Lives. Ah, see, man, I hate soap operas. I hate so do them I. so much. So, so, so yeah, I. I would literally rather watch paint dry because at least like it could be interesting. Hey, maybe it's going to drip. Maybe this part will drip a little bit faster than the other. You never know. You never know. You know exactly what's going to happen on a damn soap opera and I'm over it. I hate them. <laughs> Anywho, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is amazing. <laughs> um, I love Justin Long in this movie because he is like, the perfect nerd oh he is he the kid that's like i have all these things and i know this stuff and he's the fan that has the communication he's the device. fan on earth that they have to contact because they don't know what the hell's going on yeah and he's like okay cool nothing the captain yeah and he's like the one who's like seen all of the episodes like 95 times and he's memorized every little detail <laughs> so, he's the yeah. audience He's, he's the, the he, he, no, he is the ultimate nerd. Yeah, <laughs> he's is. Uh, I love it. I love the fact that he's a character. I love the fact that um, he's taken seriously. I love the fact that he doesn't look like a traditional like uh, dweeb nerd. He just looks normal. He's just really obsessed with fucking I mean, Star Trek. He, no, but like I'm talking like going all out, buck teeth, glasses, the whole bit. Like it could have. Um, 
It could have been like so, so stupid, but they take themselves just enough seriously and they take Star Trek just seriously enough to make it funny. I love Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman is perfect casting because he is playing the, the thespian. He's like, I am a stage actor and I'm stuck doing fucking hammer commercials and this bullshit. He is essentially the Alec Guinness of this movie. <laughs> I could have been on Broadway, but no, I'm here doing this. And he plays that off. Like, his deadpan is perfect. Pretty much any scene he's in is hilarious, just yeah. because he's perfect in it. He's perfect. Like, okay, another movie that's not a comedy, but because of him, I would consider it funny is Robin Hood, not Men in Tights, but Robin Hood, um, just Robin Hood. Robin Hood, um, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, Prince That's of Thieves. That's the one he was in. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's fucking funny, man. His scenes are fucking hilarious, but I would, I still wouldn't call the movie a comedy because if you take his scenes out, it's not funny. Yeah. It's literally just Alan Rickman's portrayal of the sheriff, which is hysterical, you know? Like, but why a spoon, cousin? Because it'll hurt yeah. more. Like, yeah, it's Dalai, it'll hurt more. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I, w- I was... And Tracy Allman, putting... technically Tracy Allman's funny in it too. Yeah. But this close, almost had it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I, oh. I hijacked your Galaxy Quest because of Alan Rickman. You no, it's that. fine. Um, so Alan Rickman oh. basically played an actor who's annoyed by being known for only one part. And then he went and played Snape. And proceeded to be annoyed for only being annoyed, being known for that part. It's like, I've done more than Harry Potter. I've done more than Star Trek or Galaxy. I mean, okay, so I think for movie buffs, he's still known mostly for Die Hard. True, but it's one of the two. Um, Depending on your age, it's either uh, Die Hard or Harry Potter. It's kids who know him for Harry Potter, but like adults know him for Die Hard or for, you know any of the other like for me uh, i remember robin hood so it's okay i can't i'm not a good person to talk about in this because i can sit here and talk about his his you know films for days but i good we can do an alertman episode later (laughs) Ooh, that would be awesome yeah it'll be great yeah hey uh don't forget your towel (laughs) oh hey you got it yay yeah you got the reference hitchhiker's guy yes hitchhiker's the miserable robot Indeed. Anyway, uh, so that was triumphant right there. I think it's the first time I've given a reference and you immediately got it. Like that was that was fantastic. Yeah, well done. It will <laughs> never happen again. Oh, don't say. You want to talk about what happens when you don't have Luke Skywalker in fucking Star Wars? On Solo is the main character. Yeah, and his pet dog. <laughs> uh, and uh, the villain is Pizza the Hut. I love everything about uh, about Spaceballs. I think it's fucking hilarious. May the Schwartz be with you. I love yogurt. Okay, so all the things. So one. I'm not a yogurt fan. I'm not big on ice cream or dairy in general. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Spaceballs is fucking funny. It is. It is. Uh, no. And books. I would just like to say that I told you this months ago, and you're like, "Whatever, I'll get to it." But to be fair, I also needed to see Star Wars. This is true because you hadn't. Before you saw Star Wars, this wouldn't have been... I mean, it's still, it's still funny because Mel Brooks is fucking hilarious. But um, it's funnier knowing the references. Yep. So uh, so I love that he didn't even bother to have Luke Skywalker in it in any way. It's like, no, fuck you. It's Han Solo, his pet dog, <laughs> and their gay roommate who they turn into a woman instead of making gay. 
Um, game robot. You sound like you said roommate. Yeah, that game roommate. I stand by what I said. Um, okay. I love, <laughs> I love everything. I love the fa- like you have the fucking hair, Princess Lady's hair, and its headphones. I'm like, that's clever. You have Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut was in it for like two solid minutes, and they're like, he died off screen because who gives a fuck? And um, we have Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet is the greatest thing to exist. <laughs> Dark Helmet is great because he's basically um, he's Darth Vader, but played by Rick but, Moranis. But an incompetent fool. Yeah, he's an incompetent fool, and he's like, oh, it's hard to breathe in this fucking thing. <laughs> he's wearing glasses, and he's got a fucking tie on, but. It, but everyone takes him super seriously. Everyone is like, holy shit, this guy is a massive threat to the galaxy and to our way of life. And to and he's going to vacuum up the atmosphere. We need to make sure that this doesn't happen. But it's fucking... I'm just picturing that vacuum. Like, there's literally a huge vacuum in space. It's with the mate attached. It's hysterical. It's not only uh, the Death Star or whatever. It's the fucking... It's a transformer and it transforms into a maid holding a vacuum cleaner. Yep. You can't just go for a vacuum yeah. cleaner, specifically about a maid. And you have this really bored, tired person that prints that. Um, I'm just going to call them by their, uh, by their Star Wars equivalents names because I forgot all of them. Uh, <laughs> but Leia is getting married and she's married to the dumb shit. Uh, who's really tired. Valiant. Bored. I think that's his name in the. Yeah. In the, in the Valiant. And Han Solo and and Han Solo meets the great uh, Yoda uh, or Yogurt. He meets <laughs> Yogurt, and Yogurt does the um, the uh, uh, the Wiz- Wizard of Oz thing, and yeah. then reveals himself. Well, he's supposed and- to be so huge, but it turns out he's this little bitty dude. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, or I got merchandise. I'm all in charge the of merchandising." It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> it's like, great. You know they're calling out George Lucas. Yeah, they, 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 they're calling out George Lucas. Then all the Star Wars merch. But mm. also, they keep that going. Because since Yogurt yep. is there selling merchandise, they have merchandise throughout the entire movie. As soon as that, that scene that's happens... That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's straight as as that calling scene, out Lucas right Yeah, there. as soon as that scene happens, that you get like space balls, toilet paper, or whatever. In like different <laughs> shots in the movie, in different yep. scenes. It's fucking funny. <laughs> you have um, I love the stormtroopers when they were combing the desert, and you got all these like these white dudes. They literally have combs, they have giant combs that took two men to to move, and they're using that to comb the desert. The jerks like ninety nine percent puns. Yeah, you get these two black guys with an afro pick, and they're like, "Did you find anything?" Like, we ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you have um, they 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 came up with the same joke I did with Han Solo and his um, pet dog, and they made it half dog, half man, and called him a bog. Uh, oh. It's and I love how like when they go to instead of a lightsaber, it's their rings that turn into a lightsaber. That like their rings like have a lightsaber come from them, and they put them in front of their junk. And I love. Keep- I love that because he's wanting to shoot him in the dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the storm. So when uh, when Dark Helmet gets mad, he shoots people in the dick. So all of the stormtroopers are covering their junk. It's hilarious. And then like when the two when they when he faces off with the uh, prince or well he doesn't have prince but the Han Solo character, um, they both put it right in front of. Oh, it's so, the whole thing is hilarious. Uh, it's the greatest, and it's like yeah, you can we're gonna give you a plot point, and they're like. 
Yes, I know what, exactly what this is, but we're not going to tell you now. We're going to tell you later. Why? <laughs> Character arc, I guess. And then there's um, another thing that makes this movie great is th- this will be on our episode about fourth wall breaks as well. Yeah. Um, where <laughs> they're in the middle. It's hard to, to say it without laughing because it's hilarious. It's so good. They're like, they're like, what happens? Like, we don't know what's going on. And they're like, well, wait, let's get through the, let's get the, um, the VHS. VHS. And then they put it in and they're like, okay, fast forward to the end. Fast forward to the end. Fast forward to the end. And they're like, wait, when's that? That's now. When? Now. Where's that? That's here. <laughs> yeah. So, and back and forth. I said that. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then they turn, they're looking so, at the VHS and they turn and look at the camera happen? and they look at the <laughs> When does this happen in the movie? Now. It's happening now. That's right now, sir. <laughs> you know, when's that? Now. Whoa. What about back then? What then is now? That was then. <laughs> It's like who's on first. It's a who's on first bit. <laughs> but it's so funny. It's the best. It's the only thing I knew. I knew two jokes That's before going in. Before going in, I knew two jokes that were going to that were in this. I knew that bit, and that was fucking hilarious. And I knew the alien reference. Oh yeah, the alien dances at the end. Yeah, so um so with, with Alien, like the the they got the actors back. They got John Hurt. And they got all the other actors back, and they're in a they're in a fucking restaurant. And uh, John Hurt had the special, and so uh, they're all having Never dinner. Never get the special. They're all having dinner and um, talking about how how alien about alien and how they defeated the xenomorph, and now they're here. And so he goes, and then he's like, oh, oh no! And he does exactly as he did in the fucking in Alien, and the alien pops out of of his stomach. He's like, oh, not again. And, and then, then he dies. And then again. it dances like that frog from that cartoon. Yeah, that's. I think that was it. Wasn't that a post credit scene? Or is that part no, of, that's, uh, the, end of the that's movie? That's towards the end. Before, that's like, what, okay. Like uh, Han Solo has has returned the has returned the princess and not taken the reward. And then and then he uh, he's in the thing and he gives a fortune and the fortune has a hologram or whatever of yogurt. And yogurt's like, hey, you know that. The fucking thing from the start of the movie that says you're a prince, so go get the princess. And they, ah, fuck yes, let's do this. And then they go, and then they, <laughs> they get married. Yep. And and the 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 There's person, a medallion. Yeah, the medallion. And the person uh, giving the fucking thing is very annoyed, and he's like, "All right, fine, but we haven't got time, so we're going to do the foot, the very short version, uh, the short short version." Do you? Yes. Do you? Yes. Yes. Do you? Yes. Yeah. All right. You're married. Now kiss each other already. <laughs> oh. See, and you did not appreciate the Mel Brooks hilarity that was Blazing Saddles. I think now that I know his more, I will. Because mm-hmm. I knew it was a satire, right? I wasn't offended by Blazing yeah. Saddles. I just didn't think it was funny because of the full of fart jokes. But now I'm like, I love Mel Brooks and his fart jokes. He, he named his fucking thing Pizza the Hut. It's a giant pizza. Yeah. And the reason he died was because he ate himself. <laughs> yep. That's, That's the- what I'm talking about. Like, how is that not the funniest shit? Like, how is that not hysterical to you? That is the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's hilarious. It's so, so many fucking puns. It's visual puns and, and actual puns. And then you have Mel Brooks in it. Mel Brooks plays the emperor. And the, and he's running around the Death Star, and he's like, he's also yogurt. Yeah, he's also yogurt. He plays he plays yogurt and the Emperor, and it's great because the Emperor is just his businessman. He's like, ah, it, this ship is so big. If we um, if I walked, 
it'd be the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this fucking movie, man. Like, if, Star- if Galaxy Quest... Yeah, I love how like, Mel Brooks plays both the good and the bad guy. I'd argue they were both pretty bad. Like, Yogurt only, only cared about merchandise, and then was like, hey, I'm here for my cameo again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he did help out. He That's helped true. out as much as Yoda like, does Yogurt in, isn't a bad guy. He's just an asshole. <laughs> anyway, this movie's fucking hilarious. Indeed. I'm going to watch it 45 more times. <laughs> Like I could, I I could put Galaxy Quest and Spaceballs on on rotation. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm gonna stick with the Mel Brooksness. So, because what I'm gonna do is, for me, it's not it's not necessarily about individual movies. I'm gonna group them together. So I'm gonna be like the Mel Brooks side, Spaceballs, which you just talked about, Blazing Saddles, fucking okay. hilarious. Even though you don't get it, it's still funny. <laughs> I, I'm going to try it funny. again. Okay. Now that I understand his humor more, and I think and I, it's not just all fart jokes and puns, and even if it, it's mostly that, but I, it works. And I also saw Robin Hood, uh, Men in Tights, and the, so I, I think I'm going to try Blazing Saddles again. So did you, did you like Robin Hood, Men in Tights? Yeah. Then how did you not like Blazing Saddles? I, I, I think it's just because they were parroting um, American racism, and I'm like, I mean, I get it, but like, I know Robin Hood, and I know um, so okay. I know Star Wars now. They're all parodies of something, right? So, um, so Spaceballs is a parody of Star Wars. Um, Robin Hood, Men in Tights is a parody of every Robin Hood movie ever, but specifically Robin Hood, Prince of, um, and Blazing Saddles is a parody of the Western genre. I hate Western movies. But I loved Blazing Saddles because it was so tongue in cheek. It was totally an up you to to well, not really. Like it was, it was. Uh, it, I guess you could say it was tastefully done because it wasn't like it's a comedy, but it's not like it's not saying they all suck. It's just making so. Which, but still, I, I like, like parodies that are that are basically love letters to what they're parodying. Like you poke fun, but you're um, you take your jabs, but you actually do like it. That's why. Um, that's why. Yeah, Galaxy, I think Mel Brooks. That's why Galaxy Quest like is that. my Galaxy Quest is my favorite comedy because it's a parody and it's a love letter to Star Trek, and I love Star Trek. So there's that. I, but I don't know westerns very well. I've seen like seven of them. Oh, so um, yeah, I hate western. Um, but that's uh, like I think that's why I like Blazing Saddles so much because it is it's so in your face for that. <laughs> Um, pretty much that's Mel Brooks style. So you got, you've got that one, you've got a uh, blazing saddle space balls. And then, like you said, Robin hood men in tights, which is hilarious. I love Carrie Elwes, who obviously, cause I'm a huge fan of this pride, but I like the, like, again, with the fourth wall break when he was like, wait a minute. And they all pull out their script. He gets another shot. A, he gets like, another shot. Like, <laughs> I love it. Like they don't even, they're just like, yeah, it says right here in the script. <laughs> It's like yeah, it. ba- in Spaceballs, the bad guys would have totally lost them, but they had the VHS because of new technology. You had the VHS before the movie's over. I fucking love Mel <laughs> and The same thing happens in Blazing Saddles when they're like during the big epic fight, when they go off set and they're going into like the different studios. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, there's filming a, they're filming like a water, um, they're filming a water scene, like one of those um, like underwater ballet scenes and they start fighting onto the set, spills over to there spills over into the cafeteria and it just goes from like from movie set to movie set and it's hilarious like 
I love the fourth wall breaks. I think he does a lot of like every month. It's, it's, so yeah, I love the things. I love Mel Gibson. No, I don't love it. I love Mel Brooks. Um, his, his comedy is hilarious in general. Um, the producers have a fourth wall break, or is the entire thing a fourth wall break? Because they're the producers. I think the entire thing is a Yeah. They just like dancing on the been like, hey, over here, there's a fourth wall. I'm going to break it with a hammer. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know Blazing Saddles because I was like, eh. I mean, it's, it's all like far tricks. So I'm going to I'm gonna try it again. I promise I'll watch it and I'll come back and tell you what I thought. Okay. Um, so sticking with the grouping of, um, of comedies, I'm going to go with, um, you can call it the Judd Apatow series or you can call it the Frat Pack. Um, it's the only one, it's the only series of movies that like have been done in the last 20 years that are like probably even going to be on the list. <laughs> oh no, I take that back. There's another one. Um, but anyway, it's the movies basically starring Will Ferrell. Like, so the frat pack to clarify mm-hmm. is um, a group of comedians like Will Ferrell, um, Vince Vaughn, uh, like comedic actors, not necessarily comedic, but comedic actors. Okay. Um, who else is it? Uh, the Owen brothers make appearances? Um, John C. Riley. So anyway, that crew. When those guys do movies, though, like their their movies, I find hysterical. So the movies I'm talking about: Dodgeball, Get Him to the Greek, Old School, Wedding Crashers, Anchorman, Superbad, Talladega Nights. Those movies are. I think I hate the frat. All those you movies possibly. were just not good at all. Really? I don't because find Will Ferrell I have a sense funny, of humor. Except for, I guess um, you just is it because you're Australian? I'm gonna be xenophobic. Is it because you're Australian? You don't know no, what's funny. No, it's or because is I it have, just because um, you're a millennial. Because Should I, I be have, ageist um, or xenophobic? Good taste. Good taste. No, except you don't, because remember, you're the one who actively tries to watch bad movies. Yes, that's how I know that I have good taste, because I hate those. Uh, Also, I like Spaceballs. But you watch them! Yeah, but like, how would I know if if I had good taste or not? No, no, I think the fact that you actively go after bad movies, it proves that you don't have good taste. Like you, just, know you, know, bad. you don't, you don't. don't. I give stuff, Dude, I... you want, The Love Witch is one of your favorite movies. Like, I win. Um, I win. Congratulations. Yeah. The, uh, you like Will Ferrell, so you have no taste. So I win. I, so, okay, first of all, I didn't say I like every Will Ferrell movie. I specifically listed off some, which by the way, are hysterical. Have you watched Wedding Crashes all the way through? No, I turned it off after What? I turned it off. I'm like, I don't You care. didn't watch Wedding Crashes all the way through? Oh, come on, man. What about old school? Nope. Farsh I don't like Will Ferrell. Like a goddamn set. You don't like Will Ferrell? Oh, just why? Because he acts like a kid. He's like, uh, he's super immature. And it's like, it's super it's called American. funny. The so word you're so the for- reason that, so the, the difference between British and American humor when it comes to stupid things is that in American humor, all the characters are stupid. And Americans like that because it reminds them of stupid people they know. And in in England, um, they the situation is stupid and they have to act all pompous and British about it, which is hilarious. So Americans have but you're to... you're Australian. What do Australians or Do you guys just not know what that is? No, we don't know what that is. We, we don't make movies. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay, so by default, I win. <laughs> My dad's um my dad's British, so I'm more into British humor. But like Australians uh, don't have humor. <laughs> we don't have movies. So Our entire movie thing is like made by the government because the Oh, v- that's yeah, there's no studios that fund movies. So either you're making really tiny independent horror movies like the Bubba Duck, or 
you're getting funded by the government and they make like all these political moves and it's all shit. I don't know. That sounds pretty communist to me. Because you know that's how Americans think. If it's not if it's not in awesome capitalism, it's communism. There are no other systems. Um, okay, so I'm gonna talk about the movies that you hate because okay. it's my time and I'm gonna do it. Go um, for it. So Wedding Crashers is fucking hysterical. Fun fact, I used to have a condition known as trigeminal neuralgia, and the only way to get um, for any medicine to work is I, I learned like a trick. You have to take the medicine, but then you have to laugh for like, you have to have like actual laughter, like where you're feeling better. And then at, by the time, horrifying. like 20 minutes later, the medicine will kick in and you'll be okay and it'll last longer. If you don't do that, if you just take medicine, like ty- for me, it was like, um, it was ibuprofen. If you just take the ibuprofen, it will take at least an hour to kick in and it'll wear off within two hours. If you watch a comedy when you take it, it'll kick in within 20 minutes and it'll last for like four hours. I don't know if that's and delightful or the scariest thing I've ever heard. What? I don't know if that's fine, fun or the scariest thing I've ever heard. You have to take the well, thing okay, to laugh. I'm- if you don't laugh, you'll die. Well, no, you won't die. You're just going to be in excruciating pain. Um, I, the, Fuck me. I, I noticed it by accident, but then I like I experimented with it by like every single time I would do it. And then if I didn't, then I was like, oh, no, like for real, it will take a while to kick in. Um, the, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but I assume it has to do with things like dopamine and serotonin levels. So like humor changes your brain chemistry. So I think it makes it so that it's more you're more receptive to medicines faster. I don't know. I I'm not like I said I'm not a doctor. So but I just know that in real life that every time I took um every time I took ibuprofen, if I watched a comedy with it, then it would kick in faster and last longer. So comedy was literally like part of my prescription for me. and the go-to comedy there were two that I could pull out that like, no matter how many times I saw it, it would always crack me up. One of them was Talladega Nights. The other one was Wedding Crasher because those movies are so funny. Like I love how like Vince Vaughn is the straight man, but he's completely insane. (coughs) I'm like, no, I don't have a virus. Um, So I love how, how like Isla Fisher is so completely, completely, totally insane but like she ends up kind of being normal by the end. Meanwhile, um, Owen Wilson's character, who you think is normal, has like gone off the rails, and it's 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 so funny. Like, and it's but it's funny because of like little moments where he's like, "I got stage five clear." <laughs> okay, I can't. Oh, I can't talk about it without laughing. <laughs> That's probably a good sign. <laughs> Okay, so there's this part where um, he's trying, Vince Vaughn's trying to leave there at a wedding, and um, they've crashed the senator's wedding. The senator's played by <coughs> um, by uh, Christopher Walken, and they're trying to, they've crashed a, his daughter's wedding, and he started, their whole plan is to go to different weddings, they crash weddings, and they dance with, you know, beautiful women, take one of them home, sleep with them. And then they never have to see him again. So then they just, the next weekend, they crash a different wedding. And um, <laughs> they have this code and they have code words. And so um, they have these like, you know, in the code, it's like little rules 
of like, don't ever do this. Don't ever do that. And they're ridiculous. Cause like you said, like these are grown men, they're both lawyers and this is what they do for fun. They, they crash weddings and like have the stupid ass code. That's like the teenagers would have. And one of their codes is, um, is takes five. Like they have a clinger, right? So he's like, he comes to him and he's like, Hey, I got a code, whatever. And then he was like, yeah, not now. He's like, dude, you not hear me. I have a stage five clinger. <laughs> he's basically saying like, we got to go because this bitch is crazy. And she's trying to like attach to me. And then the funny part is like, they don't go and he ends up, they end up staying there. And like all these horrible things keep happening to Vince Vaughn. Also, um, uh, what's his name? Um, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Why can I not think of his name right now? Um, Brad. Um, <clears throat> um, so anyway, he he's totally an asshole in this whole movie, right? So then they were like, okay, at, at dinner one night, they decide to. He's the girlfriend of your favorite person, who like I thought you would love this movie because Rachel McAdams is in it. You love her. It's and, true, uh, but Bradley my Cooper blood packs is with Emma Stone. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> wrong redhead. Um, so uh, Bradley Cooper is the boyfriend and he's a total dick. He's just like the biggest asshole ever. And to like to try to get a few minutes alone with them because Owen Wilson's like falling for the, his girlfriend to try to get some time alone. He was like put some eyedroppers in his wine, but he puts too many. <laughs> and it's up throwing up and shitting like the whole weekend and he's such a douchebag <laughs> it's so funny and then at the same dinner table <laughs> i can't sorry at the same dinner table vince vaughn is sitting there with isla fisher next to him and she starts out by putting her hand on his lap and then she moves it over and she ends up jacking him off under the table and he's trying to answer questions <laughs> And it's like he's like he's he's trying so hard to be like normal, but he can't. <laughs> she just keeps going, and that's hysterical because he's got to keep up appearances while we're seeing what's happening under the table. It's hilarious. And then you have the mom who shows her boobs. She like gets a boob job. She's the weirdest person. So she's like she gets a boob job and then flashes Owen Wilson, and he's like, I don't want to look at your boobs, and she's like, touch him. She makes him touch him. And then as soon as he's like, oh, yeah, those feel nice. She's like, pervert. <laughs> Come on, how is that not funny? It's hilarious. The whole movie's funny. And then, like, the football scene where they, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's, I can't even. The more I talk about it, the more I laugh. This movie's hysterical. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you, but it's fucking funny. I can't talk about it anymore because I will just evolve into laughter. And I will turn into a black hole of laughter. So moving on from that is Talladega Nights and Old School. Both movies, they're fucking hysterical. And I don't see how you can watch them all the way through without like pissing yourself laughing because they're so funny. And they have classic moments like, dear Lord, baby Jesus. <laughs> and they have a whole conversation about how people like to picture the Jesus that they're praying to. <laughs> And they're like, I like to picture my Jesus. <laughs> okay, okay. I can't talk about these movies for too long because I like, I keep, I keep thinking about them. And then if I want to tell you the parts that I think are funniest, I'm just gonna laugh because they're hysterical. Anywho, 
So I'm right, you're wrong. That's right. These enough. movies are fucking funny. Dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Go stand out in traffic. Dodge cars. <laughs> <laughs> Steve the pirate. Who? Steve the pirate. <laughs> I can't. like listening to you laugh it's very fun oh my god <laughs> you guys say stuff because i can't okay um so i saw um oh. i saw a few will ferrell movies and i'm like i just don't like i just don't think he's funny at all so i just didn't watch the rest of them so i haven't seen talgay tonight so it might be hilarious it probably is look at you oh my god <laughs> oh man <coughs> Talladega Nights is it's hilarious. Like, if you're not first, you're last. Well, that doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> Shake and bake. <laughs> that just happened. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I'm going to try to tell the story of what happens to Talladega Nights. Okay. I'm going to try to get through it without laughing hysterically. I believe I in you. I don't think I can do it. Neither do I. But I'm going to try. Okay. So, you got Ricky Bobby, who's Will Ferrell's character who um his mom oh okay his dad is like an amateur racer and he's just a general fuck up right and his mom gave back gave birth to him in the back of of like a, a muscle car and of course like his dad just instead of taking her to the hospital he just drives around real fast and when the car stops he pops out so <laughs> and then like he takes off and he's gone for most of his life, but he just keeps coming back in. He like he'll come, he'll pop up, but he'll be like he's just, like the dad is so stupid. Like he'll be wasted, and he'll pop in and say some stupid shit. Like he'll go to career day, and he's like, "Always remember, if you're not first, you're last." And Ricky Bobby like took that to heart because it was like the first time he'd seen his dad in like ten years, and he doesn't see him for another like ten. So. um so Ricky Bobby's decided that he wants to be a race car driver, right? And he does. He ends up becoming successful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just remember the scene where he's running on the track in his underwear. And he was like, help me up. I went for it. Help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. See, I told you I didn't think I could do it. Anywho. Um, so he's, um, uh, so he decides to become a race car driver and, um, and he's, he's got his best friend, Cal, who like helps him. He comes, he becomes the best race car driver. And the main way that he wins is a slingshot maneuver where Cal comes up, (coughs) like Cal will be in front of him and then Ricky Bobby will slingshot around him. So basically like you drift behind the car that's in front of you. So that you're saving energy and you're saving gas. And then and when the moment is right, you just slingshot around them and you go in front of... So there'll be like two cars, right? There's the lead car, Cal's car, and then Ricky Bobby will be third. And he'll slingshot around to go into first. And that's how he keeps winning. And, um, and then at every game or every um, round, he leaves his dad tickets. And his dad never shows up. And then the one time he does show up, he takes the tickets... And they were like, oh, he finally took the tickets. And then he turns around and scalps them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. And then then when when he's on top, 
um, he ends up getting into an accident and it fucks with his head. And he, so while he's on top, there's this beautiful woman who's like, she's only like 18 or so. And she flashes her boobs to him. So he's like, Oh, I'm going to marry her. So he marries her and they have two boys and um, they live with, you know, he lives with the two boys and her father and her father is like a semi voice of reason. And the boys are just like little assholes. They're like, shut up, old man. And there's dicks. And he's like, you got to teach them children. That's not right. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like the parents are as bad as the kids. So it's. I think the reason I don't like Will Ferrell movies <laughs> and then, is like, because the mom everyone's cook. assholes. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Um, the mom doesn't cook. So they're like praying over dinner. And it's Domino's, Taco Bell, McDonald's. <laughs> it's just like a, it's like an orgy of, of like a fast food. And at one point, they're like, "My wife slaved over this meal." <laughs> was like, she ordered it. She, she didn't even cook. Anyhow, it, you, you, you fuck it. You have to watch it. It's too. If I keep going, I'm gonna just like end up crying. All right, all right, right. Out of the Rat Pack, whatever. I, Rat Pack. There is okay. a rat pack. This is the frat pack. Okay, out of the, the frat the pack. The rat pack, the brat pack, and the frat pack. This is the frat pack. Okay, out of the frat pack, you got one movie. One movie to convince no. me. Oh, yes. to convince you? To convince oh, me. Shit. To convince me that I should like Will Ferrell. Okay, what about Anchorman? 80% right, of I, the time, it works every time. That doesn't... I'll Okay, I'll watch Anchorman. I'll, I'll watch okay, Anchorman, Anchorman and Blazing Saddles for you. Thank you. Also, Talladega Nights is fucking hilarious. If like, I like Anchorman, I'll watch Talladega Nights. Okay. You know what? Watch Talladega Nights. It's Because okay. <laughs> Anchorman is like a... I don't know. I don't know that you'll like Anchorman. All and, right. Yeah. Watch Talladega Nights. Nights. And if I like Talladega Nights, I'll watch Anchorman. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So, all of those movies down there. So, then, going away from that, I have uh, the Cornetto Trilogy. Which is um? Do you, do you know what the Cornetto trilogy is? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, end end of the end of the world, world's end. Yeah, world's uh, end. Hot uh, Fuzz and Shaun of, Shaun of the Dead. And what's the yeah. other one? Hot Fuzz. Hot yeah. Fuzz is technically first. Okay. Hot, yeah, Hot I Fuzz is the first one, and then oh wait, was it Shaun of the Dead? I think it was Hot Fuzz, then Shaun of the Dead, and then World's End. I know World's End is the first. Hot Fuzz came out in two thousand seven. Oh. And what about Shaun of the Dead? Uh, Did that come out before or after that? I think it came out after. I, these, the, see, British humans, great. Yeah. So, okay, so finally something we can agree on. Yay. Yay. Um, it's fucking funny. It's pretty funny. It's weird as hell, but it's yep. funny. Shaun of the Dead. And it's like. It's hilarious. It's all dystopian humor, but like Simon Pegg is ridiculous, so it works. Yeah, Simon Pegg. So the zombie apocalypse has <laughs> happened, and Simon Pegg didn't notice. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you know. And well, honestly, in all of these movies, aren't they all about a zombie apocalypse? Um, the end of the uh, at World's End is about a regular apocalypse. It's got aliens in it. Well, oh, aliens! That's right. No, well, they weren't zombies. They were, well, no, because they're still. Don't the aliens turn humans into zombies? Because like you got the people walking around with like half brains and shit. Oh well. Anyway, um, either way, they're all dystopian and they're all pretty funny. They're all directed by Edgar Wright. Edgar so, Wright, um, is brilliant. Yeah. Um, then we've got Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Have you seen that? I've been meaning to see that. I heard about that and I'm like, that sounds funny. Then I never saw it. Oh, it is funny. Um, not sure if you like it because it's, again, American humor. So. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, he did Baby Driver as well. And I saw Baby Driver and then I went back and saw uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and At World's End because I heard that it was part of the Cornetto trilogy and I think I saw it in that order. Okay. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so let's do... Oh, um, what did I just mention? Oh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Um, that one's a funny... Uh, it's one of those... like It's a... It's a buddy trip movie or like a road trip movie. Um, and what's it's one of those movies where like the entire movie takes place in less than 24 hours. So it's pretty right. funny. And um, um, Neil is Patrick White Harris Castle, is um, it. Is White Castle a fucking fast food place? Is it yeah. something like that where there's like, it's this big road trip movie, but it's, but it's important to the characters, but not it's, Okay. So the, the whole premise is it's a simple, simple premise. These two friends, Harold and Kumar get high and when they're high, they want to go to White Castle. And they live in, I think, I think the only White Castle is in New Jersey, but they live in New York. So they're trying to go to a White Castle. And along okay. the way, they end up with the cheetah. They ride a cheetah. Um, and they meet Neil Patrick Harris. And they get arrested. A lot of things happen on the way to going to, see, going to White Castle. Sounds like The Hangover. It is not re- I mean... It's a similar situation where like a lot of things happen in a short amount of time and it's like a road trip kind of movie, but it's other than that, it's not like the hangover. All right. Um, but it's pretty good. Um, Sounds like fun. I like the hangover. So I'll check this one out. Yeah. The hangover is another movie that's on my list, which I'm just going to give it an honorable mention because we've all seen it. We know why it's funny. Moving on. Um, Airplane is another movie that I think is hilarious. We've talked about it before, so I'm just going to mention it and move on. Um, American Pie. American Pie, I think, like, in the 90s, it was super funny, but now it's not as funny. It didn't age well, but I'm it was sure, super funny in its time. I'm pretty sure that I saw that, and then I'm like, I mean, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. They, it was, it's the, it's the type of movie that, like, you have to be in the moment for it to be funny. So I mean, in the time that it came out, I don't know, if, did it come out in the 90s or 2000s? It came out like either late '90s, early 2000s, but at, I think it's early 2000s. Isn't there but like 500 time, American Pie movies? Later, it's huh? Isn't there like 500 American Pie movies? I don't know. I lost track after two. I know there are like at least four. Holy or shit! Five, but nobody cares anymore. Once the main cast isn't in it anymore, which I think the main cast did three. After that, like, who cares? So American Pie 19, uh, 1999, American oh, okay, Pie yeah. two. And then American Pie Reunion, and then American Pie Wedding, and then American Pie Presents Band Camp, and then American Pie yeah. Presents uh, The Naked Mile, and... Anytime you get to The Presents, you can just Here we stop. go. There's you know, nine. There's nine American Pie movies. It's Why? like, okay, so the only time I've ever seen anything where it's like Presents, and it's legit funny, is National Lampoons. Um, they did a Ryan Reynolds movie that was actually pretty funny. Um, other than that, yeah, it's, they're not that good. Um, as far as like presents, like the actual National Lampoon's movies are funny, but National Lampoon's presents blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, um, like Rise of Taj. Like who thought that was, funny? um, next movie, get them to the Greek, which is so funny because of like, cut the furry wall. <laughs> yeah, it's sad comes P Diddy, daddy, puff, whatever the hell you want to call him. He, um, he was like running after them, chasing them. So many funny parts of that movie. Um, what else? Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, also really funny. I've been meaning to um, see 
I want to talk about that one when we do our, our um, wall breaking, but I just want to mention it because it's hilarious. Right. What about Ghostbusters? Um, I didn't put it on my list because is it a comedy or is it it's a horror comedy? It's more a comedy though. No, so I would consider about... Ghostbusters a comedy. Cool, it's let's not talk about Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, I love Ghostbusters and I can't believe I forgot to put it on my list. I apologize, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Everyone knows about Ghostbusters. It's great. Um, they they do the uh, white collar. No, the it's not white collar. They do the like the exterminator thing, but for ghosts, um, they have to deal with bureaucrats, etc. Um, it's hilarious. People point out that the guy saying that you really need to do health and safety stuff isn't wrong, but he's still a douchebag, so no one cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Murray plays an asshole in every movie he's in, but he's very, very good at it. And yeah. um, I thought that I thought that Dan Aykroyd directed this, but uh, Ivan... No, it was... Uh, yeah, Ivan. Uh, Ivan came and... Did he write it? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd wrote this. And Dan Aykroyd was like, yeah, man. And so he wrote Ghostbusters and he wanted them to go to hell or whatever. And he's like, we don't have the budget. And he's like, fine, I'll make it this movie instead. And then he just... Sort of went nuts after that. <laughs> so they're doing another one. Well, <clears throat> another one was supposed to come out this year. Uh, movies have been delayed due to COVID-19. Isn't that fun? Theaters are closed. So not only so is everyone stuck inside and dying, but also, you know, we got no movies to watch. Indeed. <laughs> well, I mean, we do. Um, we can still watch all movies that have ever been out. And um, they're thinking about putting, like, the big studios like Disney are just putting things on hold. But then they were thinking about releasing some things through, like, Disney Plus or, um, or like, Netflix and stuff. So oh, Netflix yeah. is, like, I don't think the Netflix schedule is going to change at all. They'll still oh, yeah. be releasing Netflix shit. is, like, so Netflix ne- is king right now. The, the Oscars are just going to be, like, The Invisible Man. Um, that, that one with, um, and then just a bunch of shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing is, like, we don't know how long this is going to last. So it, it definitely looks like the blockbuster season will not come out because this is like projections are at least three months. Everything's going to be down. So and that um, is the blockbuster season because the blockbuster season starts in April and it goes till like August. And so that's fun. Um, yeah. So anything else you want to say about Ghostbusters? Uh, everyone's seen Ghostbusters. It's fucking rad. Uh, I saw it when I was okay. um, I saw it when um, I was a kid, and I'm like, "This is great." And then I was like, "Is it great, or was I just a kid?" I'm like, "Nope, it's genuinely fantastic." <laughs> okay, um, okay. So the next series for me is Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? Which, the the whole series? Yeah. No, no. Well, okay. Um, somewhat, but I think the funniest movie is the first one. The first one's fucking hilarious. He, the, Jack Sparrow's introduction. He's standing on his ship overseeing the sea and then by the time he gets to the docks he's fucking almost sunk and then he steps on he he steps on the the thing and he's like uh and he basically tells him to park it yep which of course it's under the water by now it's fucking (laughs) hilarious it's the it's all i mean it's there's some parts that are written funny but a majority of the humor is the physical comedy of johnny depp yeah, Johnny Depp, it, this is his part. He's basically, um, he's done like 19 Pirates movies. And uh, in this one, he wasn't the main character and he works well as not the main character because the main characters are these, uh, 
these other two. And then everyone's like, but Johnny Depp though. And then the, and then Disney yeah. was like, Oh, let's just make all the movies revolve around Johnny Depp from now on. <laughs> okay. So fun little uh, personal anecdote. I am not a fan of rides. Uh, like it, you know, the fact park. that, okay. <laughs> sorry. The fact that this came from a ride is incredible. Yeah, it did. Uh, it came from a Disneyland ride called Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and when I was a kid, I hated going, like, I loved going to Disneyland, but I don't like going on the actual ride. I just like doing the things that are in, you know, the music park things. And um, so I went on the ride. I fast forward, I'm in my 30s, and I go to get on this ride, and I'm with my friend, and I can't remember whether or not I like this or not, because, you know, it's been like 30 years, so who remembers? So I text my mom as I'm standing in line right before I get on the ride, hey, did I like, like, um, when I was a kid, did I like the ride Pirates of the Caribbean? Because everybody's like, oh, it's a mild ride. You know, there's just like one little, there's like one little part, like that's it. You'll love it. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I think I can handle it, right? So I text my mom, like, hey, did I like Pirates of the Caribbean? I don't get a response till I'm on the ride. And I look at it and it says, <laughs> That's a bad time to get a response to say you're actually but, terrified yeah, I'm, of like, it. I sit on the ride and I realize now on my phone, I look at it and it says, no. <laughs> I go through the ride. Here's the best part. The ride takes off uh-huh. and it starts through and I look up and it's like I'm transported back in time. And I can even see where my sister, my mother, and my brother were sitting and where I was sitting. And I remember freaking the fuck out. Like, I don't want to be <laughs> And then I remember the whole ride. And so it's like I'm replaying the ride as I'm on the ride. And I'm trying not to freak out because now I'm an adult and I'm with my friend and I don't want to, like, look like a pussy. But I'm kind of <laughs> freaking out because I'm also, like, seven. <laughs> so it's like... It's like 35-year-old me and 7-year-old me have, like, this moment where they're the same person. <laughs> and, like, the 7-year-old me is losing her shit. Like, I want to I want to ah! And then, like, the 35-year-old me is like, ah. <laughs> It's like trying to stay calm. And then, um, and the funny part about it is, like, I know. Because 7-year-old me is reliving the whole thing. 7-year-old me is like, is like whispers to like 35 year old me like this is the part that you fucking hate if you're about to drop <laughs> and then like the drop happens and i'm like eh. like that's how it comes out but in real life i'm like holy fucking shit i hate this part <laughs> and then we go through the next part and it like fakes like it's gonna go for it because you like climb up 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 like how you get to the drops is like you go slowly up 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 and then you just you like level off and then you just fall right right and then it it ramps up again and then seven-year-old me is like hey it's okay you're just getting off the ride it's over so i was like okay i can breathe i can breathe i can breathe but of course like since i'm with my friend i'm trying to like stay calm like no yeah it's perfectly fine i didn't shit my pants (laughs) (laughs) that was like the weirdest moment for me because it was like there's two versions of me sitting next to each other one is appropriately losing her shit, and the other one is like, you've got to pretend you're calm. <laughs> so, I yeah. didn't put this on the list, not because it's not fantastic, but because I didn't think it was a comedy. I thought that... Oh, uh, yeah. To me, it's totally a comedy. Okay. I thought that Johnny Depp was funny, and he's got all the best lines, but this is like... But no one else is in a comedy. So to Johnny, me, they are because... Like, Johnny Depp uh, is like, funny, but like everyone else is doing a straight-up Pirates movie. Yeah, but that's why it's also, so funny. But um, but they're still they still have humor within it because like 
every single time, like the British one, the British dudes, every time they try to catch him, they were like, that may be the worst pirates I've ever seen. And then he like gets away with shit. And then they're just standing there looking like idiots. <laughs> I mean, I guess <laughs> I, like, I, I just didn't yeah. put on, I didn't put on the list because I thought, I mean, it's hilarious and I loved it, but I didn't think that it was a straight up comedy. I thought that it had Johnny Depp was funny, but no one else was. But you're right. They, the um, they were playing it straight and reacting to him. Yeah. Well, plus there to me there were other lines like um, there were times when Elizabeth and Will had they they weren't nearly as memorable, but they did have funny lines in them. Will Turner um, and Elizabeth Swan. Yes. yes, they were they were fun. I Johnny Depp shouldn't have been the main character in like the sequels. It should have been he should have been like coming in. Uh, doing funny crap and then leave. Well, okay. I still think that it worked. I think the sequels worked with um, with uh, Jeffrey Rush because the two of them like play well off each other. Because like the thing that makes the Pirates movie work is that everybody else has to be pretending that they're in a serious movie, and then Johnny Depp and uh, the situation itself is so ridiculous that it's hysterical. But if they're playing it like it's like it's they're in a goofy comedy, then it doesn't work. It's the fact that they're trying to play it like they're in a serious pirate situation, and then you have Johnny Depp go, "But why is the rum gone?" Like that, oh, shit, that is what makes it hilarious, you know. That's how. That sounds like British so, comedy. Yeah, so, well done, movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a, um, it's a perfect marriage of like British humor and American humor. Yeah, it's uh, straight faced and it's very. Uh, you're right. I'm still not putting it on the list. Yeah, like the, but like it would the, be all like the top people 10. who the British part, like well, the parts that don't have Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp is like clearly the American humor, but the parts that don't have Johnny Depp, that's British humor where, like you said, situational. So it's right. still funny. It's just situational. Also humor Disney in your face slapstick. You're right. Also, Disney. When did you become allergic? You got fucking skeletons, people killing each other. In the third movie, they hang kids. Yeah. Well, Disney, I, mean, I didn't think you'd you know, do that. Bambi when did is you about, become cool? Always, because, like, Bambi and Dumbo, like, they're murders. Yeah, but, like... Bambi like, loses his mom. But, like, they so, hang children, and those two were cartoons. Yeah. Disney, when did you um, become edgy? I respect I think it. They were, I think Disney's always been edgy, but in a way that Until people recently. Ignore. Yeah. So, it's... but So, Disney's edgy, but in a different way. Because if you go back and look, like, perfect example, there are cartoons on Disney Plus that were edited. Because of the edginess. They oh took it out. No wonder I That's hate what I'm saying. Like, Disney's always been like that, but we just kind of ignored it. <laughs> because it, because at the end of the day, it ends up being, like, happy. So we're just like, yeah, we'll forget the total racism. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Honorable mentions. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. The um, um, Have you seen that? Yeah. I love Austin okay. Powers. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I saw the... Well, I, was it the third or the second one where uh, Tom Cruise was in it? Oh, uh, I think that's the third. Yeah, I love it because the the opening one is um, Tom Cruise is playing Austin Powers and it's directed by Steven Spielberg and he does like a double backflip over blades over a helicopter. Yeah, I want to see that movie. That's the, one, that's the one that I didn't like. Um, I like the first one better. All I like right, the first and the second one. I don't remember the third um, one at all. I just remember that scene from the third one. I love the first one though. First one's hilarious. Okay. Um, next honorable mention, Clueless. Oh, nice. As if. Yeah. Um, my, my one for that kind of thing is Mean Girls. I love Mean Girls. Okay. Um, Legally Blonde is also yeah. great. 
Okay, so Clueless also brings into um, call or into question. Uh, Paul Rudd is immortal um, <laughs> because this movie is what 20, 30 years old, and he looks like it's been about two years. Um, Meanwhile, like Alicia Silverstone looks like it's been about twenty years. So I Paul mean, like Rudd, everybody else, everybody in the movie, like, huh? Paul Rudd is either thirty-five or one hundred and seven. <laughs> so in real life, he's like fifty-two. What? When he looks like he's oh, like twenty-five. Right off, really? Exactly. That's why I said he's immortal. Because in the movie, he was like in his thirties, so, and that was like twenty years ago. It was like late twenties, early thirties, and the movie was done like twenty years ago. Because now he's in his early fifties, and yeah. So if you were to look at Paul Rudd movies, you'd have to look at the people around him to see the years because he's not changing. He looks the same. Like put watch Clueless and watch Ant Man, and you'll be like, oh, he's not like fifty. Five years later? He's got to be like thirty-five. Seriously, what is happening? Paul Rudd. Psh, yeah. No, he's he's at least fifty. Holy shit! Uh, let's see. He he's fifty. He's exactly fifty until April, in which he turns fifty-one. He was born April sixth, nineteen. 19- oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so this movie is it's it's a classic. It's really funny. Um, it has lines like "She murdered herself to death." I mean, she murdered herself. Do you mean suicide? No, murder. <laughs> it was quite gruesome. It's like, so you would like it because it has like oh, it's a highbrow British type of comedy where it's like situational. But then people are also stupid, and so it's just it's fun. Oh, I'm a, yay! It's easy to watch. Oh, you can watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it this afternoon. It sounds hilarious. Woo! Okay, <clears throat> moving on. I'm gonna get you, sucker. It's one of the funniest movies. It's so stupid. There, it's like it. Okay, so it's written and directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans, who did. He had a um, he had a TV show called uh, Living Color, which is where Jim Carrey came from. Oh, and also um, Jennifer Lopez. Um, I've seen some of it in Living Color. Okay, so um, this movie is so it's it's done by him. It's one of the funniest fucking things ever, man. It's on it's Apple so... Music. It's on uh, iTunes, so I'll be able to get it. Okay, uh, but it's it's about uh, oh god, it's it's basically it's it's making fun of black exploitation films, and it also makes fun of like everything. And there, oh man. There's this one scene where Chris Rock and he Chris looks like he's a amazing. teenager. It's uh, it's I think he was a he was in his twenties, but he because it was like eighty eight. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a scene where Chris Rock is going in there, and he's like he there he's going into this this uh restaurant, and he's like how much for this? How much for that? And he's like bugging them with like can you just give me one rib? Can you just give me can you just give me one rib for twenty cents? Can you just give me a sip? Like, how much is this is this drink? Can you just give me a sip and just put it in my hand? And he's like totally trying to lowball him. And they're like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And then he finally orders something and he pulls out a hundred. He's like, You got change for a hundred of this. You don't get the fuck out of this. <laughs> <laughs> the whole it's movie amazing. is like that. It's, I just, wait. it's so funny. Um, yeah, it it's it pokes fun at like everything. It's basically if you were to take the funniest bits from *In Living Color* and put it into a movie, this is what it would be. It, but without Jim Carrey, um, it's hysterical, and you gotta watch it. Okay. Um, and that's and then like other honorable mentions: Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, *The Big Lebowski*. I feel like you have to mention *Big Lebowski*. Um, Forty-eight hours. Cool. Um, that's that's pretty much it. Those Good. are the movies that make me. 
crack up. Some more than others. Some like, I finally realized that if I were to actually describe them like you were doing, like I wouldn't make it because I'd start laughing. So I would, <laughs> I would start, because see, what, what I do is like, uh, whenever I look at a DVD, like the, I look at a, the cover of a DVD or if I start thinking about a movie, the whole movie will like play in my head in an instant if I can remember it. Um, so with comedies, like the whole, the funniest bits just start like rolling through my head. And then I just start laughing because it's like I'm watching the movie. And then I just sound like an idiot because I'm like, and then, ah! and I, like, <laughs> so, so like, this is the best idea for me to talk about. I mean, it was a good idea. Thank you for doing it because I was like super depressed because the world is a horrible place. Um, so now I'm like, at least in a better mood, good. but like, I can't articulate the scenes in movies that are funny because i just i i lose my words i'll edit uh when i edit this that's all right when i edit this together i'll send you a compilation of you laughing (laughs) just a compilation of my laughter yes that sounds terrifying i don't think i'm gonna (laughs) listen to this episode that sounds horrible Uh, (laughs) anywho follow us on all the things blah 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 see you later (laughs) follow us on all the things Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. One of us will be there. Which one? It's a mystery. Links in the description. Until next time, goodbye. Peace. If you liked what you just heard, do us a favor, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Because why wouldn't you? We're some somewhat funny. I mean, you got to admit we're entertaining. We're dorks, but we're entertaining. We're fucking delightful. Share the love. Also, follow us on all the links that are in the description. Bye.